from Hackney to Harlem. We are live from London with Beyond the Pond. With Arif Islam, Joseph Kifley and our resident New Yorker, Terry Votes. Big characters tackling big issues, both on and off the field. Hello, this is Beyond the Pond podcast with me, Yosef, along with Terry and Arif, as usual. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. How about you? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And Arif, when I ask you how are you, you know, for the, for the first topic, I think this is a good way to begin it, you know. Salam alaikum, my brother. Walaikum <laughs> <laughs> salam, man. You yeah, did all right, yeah. Yeah, man, because, you know, you know, happy uh, you know, Ramadan Mubarak, man. I appreciate that. Because... Ramadan started on Sunday, didn't it? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So close, man. Yeah. Almost Saturday. Yeah, and we wanted to. I mean, first for for the for everyone out there, just explain what that Ramadan is. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's the month of Ramadan. It's a very important time in the Islamic calendar. It lasts, I think, around thirty days, um, where Muslims choose to fast from sunrise to sunset. So it's about. 15 hours, I'd say. Um, yeah, and it's it, so I think everyone knows it's like where we abstain from food and water, but that's not really the primarily goal around it. It's just getting close to God, being nice to your neighbors. Usually, you'd give like food to your neighbors, give uh, money to the poor. So, it's, yeah, it's just, I guess, just becoming a better person, getting closer to God. And yes, that's the pretty much crux of it. Yeah, and, and we wanted to talk about it because. Obviously, in in sport, there's, there's a lot of Muslim athletes, and it's something that players have to deal with in in the Prem. There's there's mm. loads of high level footballers that are uh, Muslim. I mean, currently, you know, the very likely player of the year, Mohamed Salah, is Muslim. You have Sadio Mane, that's Muslim. You have Paul Pogba, N'Golo Kante, you know, top top players, and you know, we we thought like it's interesting how they have to deal with it because. It's almost up up until now. It's almost a thing where we, it felt like they were discouraged to either not do it or they just had to do it with no mm-hmm. help. I mean, how do you see it happening? How do you, do you see any improvements now? So I think last year, I think it was done really, really well. There was almost like I believe there was an almost unwritten agreement between um, Premier League captains where if a game was taken, uh, an evening kickoff game, if it happened during the time where players would break fast, they just kick out a play for a few minutes. And I think the, the example that went viral was Wesley Fofana. Initially, where he just, the ball got kicked out of play and he got the opportunity to break his fast. And I, feel, I think it was pretty cool when Leicester, they tweeted about it and they explained what was happening. And I think just examples of like that, just subtly inter- implementing stuff into the game, that doesn't really affect it. I think it's pretty cool and it's just, it just normalises it more. As opposed to making a grand gesture saying, Oh, for in evening kickoffs, we're gonna stop the games at this time and let players make their fast. I liked how they just subtly implemented it, and yeah. And in regards to Wesley Fofana, we can speak about it later. But it seems like when it comes to Ramadan, he seems to put his best performances in. Like just the other day, he played against United and he was fasting. Fair enough, he made an initial mistake for the first goal, but I think he performed like pretty well. He hit the post as well. So yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting seeing athletes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, 
I feel like there's been there's a lot of athletes that have like iconic games while fast and I think notably as a Arsenal fan unfortunately I remember N'Golo Kante dominating us in the Europa League in Baku yeah. when he was fasting and uh, there's all these things where you know, like there's questions at times about whether players that just maybe due to the conditioning it has on your body you yeah. play better during uh, Ramadan I mean I know Terry there's infamously in the NBA there's an example of this where someone plays better in Ramadan yeah um, Hakeem Olajuwon um, I wouldn't necessarily say better but he keeps up pretty much the standard um, I have stats right here he played 72 regular season games 13 Ramadan well 13 games during Ramadan he actually averaged more minutes um, in 95-96 stats pretty much stayed the same across the board. Um, he had played, uh, played two more minutes a game. Then in 96-97, uh, played 14 games during Ramadan. And he actually went from averaging, so I guess it is better, 23 points to 25 points, while also averaging another minute of uh, playing every game. So it's pretty impressive, to be honest. So to play over 40 minutes a game while yeah. fasting is Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So I think um, 52 Premier League games are scheduled to take place during Ramadan and nine evening matches and one that i think that is noteworthy is liverpool versus united so as we know two of liverpool's front three well one is kind of out of favor will be playing and uh, will be fasting during ramadan so it's going to be interesting it's at eight o'clock as well to kick off so they will probably just have broken their fast and you get like a a, sh- a crazy sugar like boost just after you break your pass yeah. so i'm just saying the first 15 minutes for united could be When's a bit this match? say it again sorry when is the match it so the it is on the 19th of april mm-hmm. okay so it is going to be interesting not, and not yeah not. uh just to add on with in regards to fasting is um players if you're traveling you don't need to fast you're not obligated to fast okay. so uh, in away fixtures a lot of these players they won't be fasting so if you see like i don't know someone drinking water like, hey, he's a bad Muslim. He's, he's traveling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's traveling and all that stuff. And yeah, I just think generally, the fact, I'll be honest, like, I'm, I could not be an athlete and far, like, that's probably why I'm not an athlete. But it just, it just shows you. That's the only that, that, that's reason. That's the reason. Yeah, reason. yeah, yeah, yeah reason listen, man. Like, so I think it's, it just shows you the level of athletes compared to a normal human being. I don't think people understand how taxing that is on your body and to be performing at the levels they're performing whilst not drinking for 15 hours of the day it's, it's pretty impressive I mean yeah I think forget playing to elite level sport I think a lot of people don't understand the requirements it takes to just fast anyway I mean obviously as you said you are not an elite level athlete yeah as someone who, who fasts during Ramadan yeah. like how, how does it feel for you when you uh, like go through it? Like, what's the impact it has on your oh, body? I'm not an elite level athlete, but I think I'm a fine specimen of a human being. I believe so. But like, I think personally, I, there's not much difference. And as Muslims as well, we shouldn't make excuses during like Ramadan as well. So if you, regardless of what you're working as, you're meant to go about your day to day like life. You can't. You can't say, oh, I'm fasting and just sit at home all day. You're supposed to, like, it's discouraged to do, like, be lazy. So, yeah, I personally, like, literally, I don't, you guys have probably figured out I speak as much. I'm as goofy as I usually am. And, yeah, it's like, it, it doesn't impact me at all. It's just, it does make me appreciate, though, um, how 
easy I have it in the sense that really and truly, if I wanted to break my fast, there's like a water fountain within 30 minutes of, 30 minutes? 30 meters of me, literally. And there's people, there's people in this planet that don't have that luxury. Like just, this is, I'm fasting for a choice. There's some people that aren't fast, well, they just don't have access to food and just make you appreciate the smaller things in life as well. And I think it is like holding you in as well, in the sense that you have to concentrate a lot more and maybe, um, I can't say I'm, a, like I said, I'm not an athlete, so I can't say my, but I believe when I'm working, my performance in regards to what I'm writing and just stuff like that, I feel like it's at a high level because I have to be pay. I have to be a lot more honed in as opposed to just not that yeah, made any yeah, sense. Yeah, I get that. Your, your expected words per minute increases when... That's, you're, yeah, you're, there you go. My expected words per minute. The stats are through the roof. I, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think I'm on course to... Because I've got another article lined up and an article after that. So I'm on course to release the most articles I have in a month. <laughs> Just today, I, I released an article with uh, Zayna Belima. She's a Richmond women's rugby player, and it's not about Ramadan, but it's just about her experience of being a Muslim woman in a what's perceived to be a like uh, elitist white sport. And yet, the, another thing that's interesting about her is uh, she wears a hijab, which is a head covering you see Muslim women wear, and she does it while she's playing, which I think is proper interesting and cool. Yeah, it's just uh, she's. Yeah, she seems super cool, and I'm not built for rugby. I don't think I am. I am. I'm a creative. I would be a cam, or I'd be like a synchronized swimmer. I believe if I was an athlete, those are the sort of things I'd be. I'd a, cam, be a cam exists in rugby. There's like there's a a scrum half would be like the equivalent of no, like a point guard if, or a cam. If I was an athlete in in football terms, I would be like the the silky winger. I'd be like a Ronaldinho. Or I'd be a, yeah, like I said, I'd be a swimmer. I'd be, I'd be some... I'd be a swimmer. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking about what sports I think I'd do well in. I'd, like, my, I'm, yeah. All these possibilities, just if it weren't for his knee, man. <laughs> if it, it weren't for, for my knee, knee man. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, swimmer. that's it. I'd if it wasn't for his knee in Ramadan, he'd be a nice swimmer. Oh, man. But it's interesting, because one thing I also wanted to ask you was about yeah. how, so you can, you know, like there's there's examples with Ramadan. You can be practical with it. So you mentioned how I mean, off, like before we filmed this about how you know, let's say women when they're uh, going through periods, they don't yeah. uh, they don't need to fast. Like yeah. you said, when they're traveling, you don't need to fast. Mm -hmm. And also, let's say if you're so busy, you, you can you can also you can also like substitute days. So you can mm -hmm. fast another time if you have like a reason yeah. to if you like discuss yeah. it with your mum, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like for example if I just woke up and felt eh, I don't feel like it. That's not a valid reason. But yeah there's there's reasons to like substitute days and stuff. Uh yeah it's like but I think just just bring that back to sport in regards to like players. A lot of these players probably would have valid reasons to like not fast and the fact that they do even shows them how much how superior in mindset that, that I think that reveals something about athletes' mindset as well. They're not going to use that as an excuse, and they're still going to perform at the highest level, and not like they, uh, this is not like me dissing the NBA, but some of the stuff that I see NBA players come out saying like, "Oh, I don't feel like playing and all that stuff." 
like yeah. oh, I'm not in the right like Ben Simmons not to knock him but from some of the stuff that I've seen like he seems just he's avoiding games and people knock Kyrie as well in, in football like a lot of these guys this is almost me sounding as like one of the lads but it's um, they're not using this as, as excuse and there was an article that I think that was released an interview with Kolo Torek and he was saying if these Muslim athletes weren't allowed to fast the psychological effect that they have on their mindset would probably hinder their performance more than the physical limitations that are presented to them by fasting. And I thought that was pretty interesting as well, because faith, like, I guess we're all uh, Abrahamic faiths and faiths in general, it means a lot to these individuals. So if they were told they couldn't partake in something that meant so much to them, that would be way more of a hindrance to their performance than the actual um, abstaining from food or more. Sorry to interrupt, but shout out to Brendan Rodgers. I know he gets like a lot of slack sometimes, but he's these last couple of years as well, just the way he's spoken about Wesley Fofana and just how impressed he is with him. I think stuff like that means it goes a long way. Yeah, bad. He, he, I mean, he only gets slack for what he does on the pitch. It's not like he's a bad person. We know, out of all the Premier League managers, I feel like no one... <laughs> Yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about Frederick Rogers, ain't it a surprise? That's fair. But it's interesting you said like, you know, loads of players want to do it, but it's interesting because I think in particular with football and basketball, they're all year round. Yeah. In the sense that maybe it's it's better to not postpone your fast because like when when are you gonna do it? Yeah. Because you're mm-hmm. always you're kind of always yeah. playing. Yeah. Because I, I know examples so uh Mo Sahibi, yeah. uh uh, Great Britain rower, he was the flag bearer for, uh, in, for the Tokyo Olympics, the first Muslim uh, flag bearer to do so. And in, for the 2012 Olympics in London, he made the decision to postpone his fast. And I can kind of understand that when mm. it's, if you're building up to the Olympics and you know that once your race is finished, yeah. there's going to be a period where you can substitute that, then it's, it's like... I think I understand why you'd do it. I think yeah. I was like, I just like in general how practical you can be with it. Mm-hmm. At times, like, I think there is, like, I guess it's just the issue is it's, it's the matter of choice. It's like with the hijab. Mm-hmm. If some, is if you if people have the choice to wear it or not wear yeah. it, it's fine. If people have the choice to, you know, if they're accommodated either way, that's mm-hmm. what matters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's different with high level sports as well. It's. Um, I, I could comment on fasting as just like an ordinary individual, like it's not going to make my commute to work or whatever any tougher. Yeah. Um, so it's, it doesn't really impact me. Um, first day, maybe I might get a headache an hour before breaking my fast, but that's natural, I think. Um, but you know, with athletes, it's a completely different conversation. And just like I said earlier, it just, just shows you the ones that do fast during Ramadan while performing, while playing, like, um, oh, I forgot the gentleman you mentioned. Yeah, just just to see his numbers, like keep his numbers consistent, it is crazy. And like Wesley Fofana as well, the guy's twenty one. Then we forget, like he's one of the best young centre backs on the planet. He's younger than us. Yeah, which is sad, but yeah, like it just shows you some of these guys is it separate. It shows you there's levels to this man. Now, although on the pitch, you can argue in his debut season at sea, Jack Grealish. Ain't been in his bag. He ain't, he ain't been that guy. Oh, yeah, he's been he's been in his bag off the pitch, isn't it? Because oh, he signed. I think I'm hearing I'm hearing seven figure seven Did figure you? deal That's not with Gucci. In our respect, 
and this is this is heard to be uh, like this is unprecedented. I think among athletes yeah. and you know that's first like what does this like what does this mean for like football to be like linked with Gucci? Like what what you meant? Um, probably I doubt he'll be like the last athlete now to get a deal. It's probably going to lead to more and more athletes getting deals, whether it's with Gucci or other brands, major brands or not. I just imagine. Like now, players are going to be telling their agents, like, get me a deal with with this brand or with this yeah. brand. So, I mean, it's also, Jack Grealish is kind of, you know, he's a little drippy, you know. He wears chains, he dresses nice, you know, he got some, some, some swag to him. So, I'm not surprised he got it. He's on the he's on the, um, the national team. He just went to City. Yeah. So, I'm not really surprised. But, yeah, I think just more players are going to start getting these bags now. More players will probably start trying to make moves like that. Yeah, man, I saw that. So he said he's a bit drippy. You, you know, is you know, is I, I am all for uh, players getting deals and stuff, and I'm glad that um, a lot of clubs aren't almost blocking it. That that old idea of like, oh, you can just be a footballer is that that almost I wouldn't say myth, but that idea is almost like dying out now. They can be they can be more than a. Um, they can be more than a footballer, just just like with Jack Greenish. But personally, I think there's probably other players that could have got a Gucci deal. But you know, like that's that's just me. Like if you guys could choose, like let's say we were ambassadors for like the a brand, and you're like, I want that footballer as one of my models. Who do you pick? I mean, what a what a question. I mean, <laughs> Like, no, it could be like not just in football. It could be the NBA. It could be anything. If you thought like that's 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 the guy, that's the girl I want at the front of my brand. Who who do you choose? Because you have to think of someone that's fashionable, both on like on and off the pitch. Yeah, you have to think of someone that's also got got a little bit of, got an aura, got a bit yeah. of very uh, cool. Yeah, got got a swagger. No, no, you guys are. This is what I do. Okay. This is what I do. I let's say a luxury brand that I am quite fond of but cannot afford is Fendi. So let's say I was like the ambassador of Fendi. You know who I'd pick? N'Golo Kante. Could you imagine the campaigns I could do with N'Golo Kante? What? You, that, you want, you want Kante ha- to be dripped out? Yes. And I want him on billboards. I want him like, oh, oh, people will be just like shocked. Now, you see, you're used to saying. <laughs> You know, Fendi and N'Golo Kante, who says no? You know who says no? <laughs> N'Golo Kante, <laughs> man, that ain't him. You know, no, why do you I'll, think... Listen, I'll convince him. No, I mean, acting as if, do you yeah. think... Obviously, Grealish is big, but do you think that if Gucci could, they wouldn't go to Messi? Yeah, no, 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 but I think it's almost like... Um, that's how Jack Grealish dresses, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that is fair. He, that is he does someone he like... chains, that's how he dresses. Yeah. Like, like, we joke about... Uh, you know, the little the stereotype, like, people say, oh, like, black people have swagger. So, he's, like, he's like a cool he white has, guy. Yeah, he has swagger. Cool okay, like, cool. the way he plays, yeah. he's got the big calf, he has the low socks. Uh, I've seen players copy... Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. He, that's what I say. You're fashionable on the pitch. Yeah. You got the headband. You know, you yeah, see yeah, Colin yeah. Gallagher has the hair like him. You see Emil Smith Rowe have the socks like him. And then you know, off yeah. the pitch, you know, his way is dressed up, his yeah. iced up. You know, that's that's you, it matters. You just mentioned him. I, I give Colin Gallagher a deal. I think he's quite saucy. What you give him? Yeah, a, a they're, they're my local team. Yeah, I respect them all. But he's a Chelsea loanee. So when he comes back, Chelsea. Still, you're throwing the back at a Palace player. Yeah, exactly. All right, then who are you guys choose? Really, someone. I don't know. I'm thinking. Neymar. Honestly, Neymar's an easy one. He's like, iced um, up. Pogba. 
That is true. You have to go for the obvious, man. You have to go for the obvious. That's who you go to. Fair enough. Making big risks like that. You've got to realise, firstly, the risk is pairing Gucci with a footballer. The risk isn't pairing Gucci with an unlikely footballer. You're doubling down on the risks. That's true. And I think... Paul Pogba like a Gucci shooting sleeve for his game. That would be wicked. Just going to, like... Shout out to St. Maximum. That's what I was gonna say. He must, he must be hurt right now. Every day having, every game having that Gucci headband only for Jack Grealish yeah, to get that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. watching he's only dropping hat tricks every game yeah, now. Exactly. Like he's, fat, he's in the gym now yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> it's gonna see like a Rocky oh, montage. Oh, man. You ain't having it. You ain't having it, man. He's gutted. He's been doing. Yeah, he's gutted. He's putting in that shift. Yeah. He's been balling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's doing yeah. everything. But just going to. Um, Slightly more serious with the brand thing. I think what brands do look for is someone that like encapsulates what they represent. Like with uh, Hector Bellerin, uh, recently he's had a lot of um, was it? It may have been his club, but they had a deal regarding like a eco-friendly um, clothing and all stuff. And he's a vegan. He's um, a lot of this. He is trying to be more of an activist in regards. He's he's putting it out there more in the world. So I think brands do look for people that represent their values and i guess yeah you you guys are right in saying Grealish is like the drippy the cool guy so it would work for him and i'm glad that players are getting their second like not second job's the wrong word but i'm glad they're not just being shoehorned to just focus on football and something that chelsea football club have done that i think is pretty cool is they have uh, one of their youth players derek abu who's a regular for the under 18s um, they recently released an article uh, saying there's no reason that he can't develop his music alongside his playing career and they've supported his music. I'll be honest, I listened to a bit of it it's not for me. He's trying to sound American and, and I'm not a fan of like, we, we did that in the 90s man. I don't know why like he's trying to sound American but like I'm all for it. I'm, I'm glad that club like Chelsea is supporting one of the young players saying, listen, as long as it's not affecting your performance, like 100% and go and follow that endeavour. Like, me and Yosef, and I think uh, Terry, we've had these conversations in the past, how we're telling Gary Neville recently criticised players saying, oh, when you're after a bad performance, shouldn't be out there in the world. What players do if they aren't um, either going to training or at matches, they sit at home and play video games. So is that really the sort of lifestyle you want for these young men? So if they are doing something productive where they're either following music, they're doing fashion, I think it's only, it's only a positive. I think fashion, music and sports, like all one, they're intertwined. You can't have one without the other. And I think it's, it's, it's a great thing that now a lot of these players can be having these sorts of deals. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think in America, fashion and music is way more, I mean, fashion and sport are way more intertwined. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Louis Vuitton, what they got with the yeah, NBA? Yeah, NBA has a Louis Vuitton deal. So now when they bring a That's cold. NBA finals trophy out, it usually comes out in the, in the Louis case. Yeah. Which is oh, it's, yeah. Cool. But yeah. Have they a couple got of years ago, there was a, um, a college football player playing in Miami, and he actually made a beat on Rick Ross's album. Oh, wicked. While he was like in school. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, it wasn't like a story. It, it was a story, but it was just kind of just like, yeah, he makes beats. There's, um, Wolves has a record label. 
Yeah, 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 they do. I don't know if they have players on it, but they have a record label. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, man, it's, it's, it's good it's to see. Great scene, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You, you got, you got, you got said that off the cuff like I was nothing. And you say Wolves, you mean Wolverhampton Wanderers? Yeah, they have a record yeah. label. A record label? Yeah, yeah don't. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Leon was it Leon? Marseille have a record label as well. They signed um, the Brit. I forget his name. <laughs> I'm on it right now, WolvesRecords.com. Yeah, yeah, that's it. WolvesRecords? Yeah, yeah. Why are you guys acting like this is normal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy, <laughs> like, but what? it's like... What? Yeah, yeah, what? I don't know who the artists are or anything. Yeah, it's, there's no artists on the website, but they have yeah. a record label. I, I think it's a great thing, man. Just I think seeing, it's cool. It's, so just seeing music, fashion, sports intertwine, because... I, to, we always have this conversation with Terry, how in this country we take sports way too seriously. And mm. I don't think... Us covering it, does that can it doesn't impact the, our professionalism? I think mm. you can acknowledge that it's all fun and games, and yeah. obviously it holds weight. We can also have a bit of fun with it. Like you guys may have the Louis Vuitton championship cover, but they ain't got a Papa John's cup, bro. You ain't got a Papa John's you ain't cup. Got a pa- like a, a Papa Listen, John's bike bro, drives you into start the talking stadium. About college bowl games, some crazy college bowl games, bro. I'm sure there's Papa John's, there's the Tostitos Bowl. It's the Outback Bowl. There's there's everything. Have you got a Far East Asian uh, drink sponsoring the trophy? The Carvel Cup. Okay, we don't. But we lost the PapaJohns.com Bowl in 2010. So I have to give you guys that. There we go. Papa John's trophy. You guys win that. We got that. What you say? The bike comes in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So there's literally. I think recently it was one of the Shuckle Brothers. He rolled in on a Papa John's bike. And you put the ball on the trophy. Oh, like for the final, wasn't it? Yeah, for the final. Uh, Chuckle Brothers went straight over your head, Terry. Yeah. I have no idea. Legendary comedy, team comedy though. legends, man. Legends. Diehard Rotherham fans. I think they were in the final. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's interesting. Also, like I want to go back to the <laughs> clubs and record labels. Yeah. Uh, if they yeah, get bro. if they get artists, does yeah, that mean? Yeah, it's the proudest label, man. Uh, yeah. Sign me up. Like, there you go. But like, imagine if like. They actually have like a full roster of like artists. Do full fans like back there? That's what I'm saying. That's probably the idea though. The idea is probably if they can get some young artists to sign to them, it'll make the club cool. I'm saying that we'll like, we end up having like, let's say with Wolves' records, diehard Wolves fans that will listen to the artists signed for Wolves purely because they're yeah, I, to maybe. That, that would be sick maybe. Just, just on what I spoke about earlier Olympic Marseille do have a record label it's called OM Records and the British rapper they've signed which they've had for a while now is um, Hardy Hardy Caprio Hardy Caprio oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from the same ends as me and the man I couldn't just make it to me fair you guys do, do make, it, make, make it to make it to Marseille make it, made it to Marseille yeah but was it what so Marseille fans? He, I don't are know. They, are, they, are they blazing <laughs> him out in the stadium? Are they playing? What they playing? Good targets in the stadium. That would be fun. sick. That would be sick. That was a good question. But yeah, but just just going back to what we said, it's pretty cool seeing like these collaborations. Um, and yeah, like especially the the reason why I think that um, Grealish one he's it's a, it's a cool story, but it's it's not it doesn't rate it doesn't change the game that much. It's an established Premier League star and England. It's, still, it's, it's unprecedented. It, that I agree, it's though. unprecedented. But the Derek Abu one, which I think is pretty cool, it's, it's a youth player. Like it's almost they're kind of saying it's giving him a second um, career path as well because we understand how to, well 
uh, we don't understand how difficult it is to be a yeah. footballer. But the fact that the amount of players that don't make it to the professional level and them supporting his second option, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, man, I agree. And also, I, I love it that it gets to the stage where you just said you're not feeling his music. But imagine if he's, imagine he has to struggle to listen to it because he's a Chelsea fan. Yeah, man. Like, he has to back his club. You know, maybe proper, just... Proper Chelsea. Proper Chelsea. You have to rep his music, bro. It was, it was a snippet, innit? So maybe I, I didn't get the best listen, bit Listen to the mixtape. Yeah, I will do that. I, I get what you're saying, though, because I think having allowing footballers to work on their own interests and do other things makes them better people, makes them yeah. more well-rounded people. The example I always use when people say footballers, you know, you got you got Michael Owen, who you know, top football Ballon d'Or winning footballer. He's dull, man. I mean, I don't, I don't mean like his commentary. Like, I don't no, know. Really, he, he, like, he, he doesn't drink coffee or something like to the level. He's only watched like five films in his life. Like, he, I don't want people like that in foot. And mm-hmm. obviously, he's like, oh, it's fun watching him play football. And he was like a world class player and all that. But he's a bore. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want well-rounded people in football. I don't want people who are just obsessed with like the, the sport. And that's why I don't like it when. You know, because it's great that the clubs are backing it, but I still think there's an issue in the media, yeah. especially here, where the fact that so much of Rashford's form is said, oh, it's the stuff he's doing off the pitch, and every you know, oh, it's, you know, oh, you know, stop, stop, stop helping kids because yeah. because you know we need you to score some goals for Manny United. Firstly, what's the link? Exactly, he's not, he's not skipping. That's training. a crazy thought process they even have. Stop helping kids. I need you to score some goals. Yeah, that's Let's focus exactly. on the more important yeah, things. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's it's, it's, it's great. I just feel I just want to be in a world where you can because I, I think football in particular especially when you compare it to the American sports at least yeah. in America they, they've got uni degrees they're yeah. going to college I yeah. think there's a lot more in, in, in Europe they yeah. you know some some academies also give them a uni education and just in other sports in the UK you have that like a lot of rugby players go uni for example a lot of cricket players will go uni a lot of these you know Obviously, I'm aware that they're more they're posher sports. Yeah. But you know, I think that's good. I feel like yeah. we, we speak about so much about the like the dangers that if you don't make it, let's say someone like you know, Derek Abu, he's under 18s. Still from there, there's so much work you can go to make yeah. it to the Prem. Realistically, his chances of making it into the Prem, it's, 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 not, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. So it's, all, it's good for them to have like a, a second avenue, you know? Yeah. So... Just bringing it back to brand ambassadors, you picked Neymar, Pogba, and Kante. Nah, man, you guys could have thought of something a bit more creative. That'd be a hell of a midfield freedom. Yeah, that would be a sick midfield freedom. Now, this segment, the final segment of the show, this is this is called "What You Mean by That." What do you mean by that? Now, this is a segment where you look at something that goes on in sport or sports media that has. Certain undertones, something a bit dodgy, something we don't agree with. A little suspicious. A little suspicious, yeah. Something that, you know, makes you want to go, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Exactly. And, you know, this week there was something, uh, it's actually something that came up today on the Monday when we were filming. Uh, an interview on The Athletic with uh, PSG's uh, president, uh, Nasser al uh, Khalifi. And uh, 
I butchered that name. I'm certain I have. But so he was talking about uh, discussing the future of the Champions League, and he was yeah. saying how he thought the Champions League final should be bigger. Yeah. And he said, so I'll say the quote: I can't understand how the Super Bowl can feel bigger than the Champions League final. And he said, uh, so he he wants to have things like an opening ceremony to the Champions League, you know, have a match on the opening night where the winners take on a big team it's just just a little ideas and yeah. I guess the maybe way of starting with this is the fight I mean obviously there's some you know we're, we're defensive yeah Super Bowl being bigger than the Champions League no, no even that I'm just when I heard this when I read the article and I saw the headline the first thing I thought was that meme like how are you going to hate from outside the club you can't even get in like if it was the Real, Real Madrid saying this, I kind of would get it, like they've won it so many times. First of all, win the trophy, and then maybe you can have a say in how the ceremony should be held. It's, it's just, I think, it's, it's, it's a strange one where you're, you want to monitor, I guess it's the, it's the idea of the modern day owner, they're trying to monetize the game as much as they can, and it just shows you what is the real intention behind PSG wanting to win it. Is it, is it because of the prestige that the trophy holds, or is it they're just trying to become a global brand, sports wash, or other intentions? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got, he, I mean, he does quite a lot of things. You know, he is the owner of uh, the, he's owner of the Qatari uh, sports, the, the TV network of being sports that has quite a lot of rights in the Middle East and shows quite a lot of football. And, it's interesting how you said that because you know you mentioned Real Madrid, but yeah. I think the Real Madrid president Florentino Perez had some ideas last year, yeah. but didn't go down very well with everyone. <laughs> but but Terry, I want to go to you because obviously he's saying that the Super Bowl feels bigger, yeah. and maybe shine some light on. First, I just want to ask you: Do you think the Super Bowl is bigger than the Champions League? Um, I don't think it's a fair question. Answer the question, Terry. Answer the question, man. Do I think this? No. The, one country basically watches the Super Bowl. The Champions League is like, a, it's, it's all of Europe. So no, I don't think so. Yeah, what don't you will forget I say, if you, if you watch the two, one is clearly more exciting than the other. The Super Bowl is a better event than the Champions League final. There's nothing different between the Champions League final and a regular match. It's, it's just, that's what's different about the Super Bowl. Hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, the stakes are high and you can feel the pass. It's the same thing as every other match. Was this fireworks in the beginning? Like It's the same thing as every other match. The Super Bowl... I get that people are like, oh, there's a concert in the middle. Yes, there's a concert in the middle. And it's cool. It's a great concert. It's a fun concert to watch. Like, it's, we talked about this on the past episode, but it's just, it's an experience. Like, it's like a vibe. It's a, it's a fun time as opposed to, I don't know, like I said, you could watch the Champions League finals. Like, oh, it's 1-0 still after yeah. 70 minutes. So, I mean, I get it. I get that there's more people that watch it, but it's also, you're also possibly seeing two teams that, don't usually play, which could be one thing. I understand last year was City and Chelsea, but I mean, as someone who is a Chelsea fan, it wasn't the most exciting match I've seen. I don't know, the Super Bowl is just kind of one of those things where it's just like everything around it makes it feel bigger. If only, I mean, America's huge, but if it wasn't all, you're comparing a game from a league versus an interleague game from a continent. Mm -hmm. Of course it's bigger, it's not really fair. It's super interesting getting like Terry's takes on stuff and he considers stuff that we don't even think about, like just the entertainment factor and all the, the overall event. Because we're so immersed in football, we don't consider like a boring game and how like a halftime event may change that. 
But then again, we've got to understand that people are um, similar to him are what I guess football's trying to branch out in. They're trying to grab this sort of audience. Not say Terry doesn't know stuff about football, but these are the individuals they're trying to grab. And the fact that he believes it doesn't take, it enhances the overall experience. I think sooner or later, it's going to get to a stage where we're going to see. If you showed a casual fan a Champions League final and didn't tell him it was a Champions League final, he'd think he's watching a regular game. This is why I disagree. We'd understand just from the intensity of the game. But I'm saying a casual. A casual. If you show the Super Bowl to a casual fan, he'd understand he's watching something that's presented so different. There's performances, there's the, the end zones. I, don't, they, I think it would just be more like there's designs on the field. They wear patches. Like Obviously, they do it also in yeah. the Champions League. But I just feel like you could watch the Super Bowl and you know, like, okay, this is like a different type of game as opposed to the Champions League where if someone who didn't follow the sport was watching it, they wouldn't like understand like, this game. Again, where Terry's coming, the good examples from the last year's Champions League final because you had two teams from the same league yeah. in Manchester City. And they had just played right before. Yeah, and they played twice before. They had yeah, played in the yeah. Prem, they played in the FA Cup. So I guess when you, when you take those three games and you show it to someone, would they think they were different games? That's fair. Like, I can't really be objective in this because I'm a Chelsea fan. I could have told the difference. But I, I get what you guys are saying. It is about, uh, I guess, with the numbers in football now, it's going to get to a point where you're going to have to appeal to them neutral. I don't think more. they need to do it, though. Like, it just said in this article on ESPN, I believe 700 million people watch the Champions League finals. Like, they don't really need to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like they're just kind of saying, like, if we can make more money, why, why not, not make more money? Yeah. But... If you put a if you put a concert in the middle of the Champions League final, I think you'd probably lose viewers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it's you too it's too up. set already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, I remember the Dua Lipa perform in the in the build up to the twenty eighteen Champions League uh-huh. final. So they do something. I don't know if they yeah, show it. I think, it would, I think you can spice it up, but it doesn't have to necessarily like copy the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can you can spice it up. I feel like you can make little side things probably around it, but. Overall, I don't really think they need to do much to change the Champions League final. It's, I, it I works. Think, I think, though, in a few years' time, it's maybe not a few years' time, like probably five years' time, it's going to change. Like, um, you, I think you're going to touch upon um, the PSG president's role in UEFA and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the point. Because this is the reason why I think this is so important. Because this isn't any man yeah. chatting about this. You know, PSG's president, he is the chair of the European Club Association. Which is really, which is really powerful, and UEFA listened to, and also just over the last twelve months, due to PSG's role in uh, being one of the the big sides that didn't join the Super League, mm. he has quite a lot of credit in the bank from UEFA. He's almost as if he's it's him against what well, I mentioned before Perez at Real Madrid. You know, he's one Holt, so think he has a lot of influence in shaping what the Champions League will look like. And I have, he's probably, you know, had an influence in the changes that we'll see coming up next in the next edition of the Champions League. So it has to be taken with, uh, has to be taken seriously. What the suggestions he says could be, uh, could be improved, and you know, and obviously he's uh, got links with, uh, he's Qatari. He has links with the, uh, you know, the, 
for a World Cup. He went. He was at the draw in Doha for the World Cup, uh, and that's the point. I mean, we have to think. Stop these changes, like you said. It probably will happen. Or something. So maybe like what Terry said, it won't go as far as having a performance in it. Mm. But it may happen, and maybe it's his chance work for us to suggest changes because there's some one of the reactions to this I thought were quite interesting because there's obviously I think there's certain things which you can't do. Like I saw someone say pretty much you can't have the same appeal as the Super Bowl if it's not free to air. It's on YouTube now, but yeah. the Super Bowl's on. It's, how is it? Is it just on three, yeah. three channels, right? Yeah, it comes on like Fox or CBS. It comes on like a basic, basic cable. Exactly. So everyone can watch it, and I think the comparison is. To be weird. fair, you can't watch the Champions League on television in America. Exactly. So how you can even yeah. expand yeah. the sport? I remember someone said you can't have it both ways. You can't have this global cultural phenomenon yeah. that. Everyone's gonna watch and know, and then also charge everyone twenty five pounds yeah, to watch, to watch it. it. Yeah. You can't do that. It's like boxing isn't gonna be this global phenomenon, but they don't need to be if you're having pay per views. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to defend Super Bowl real quick. All right. So Super Bowl had one hundred and twelve million viewers, compared to the Champions League, which had seven hundred million viewers. Um, the population in America is about three hundred million. So that's about a third. If, if it was just America, about a third of the country. Yeah. Um, the Champions League final was Manchester City um, versus Chelsea. And um, the Champions League final against BT Sports, 8.7 million viewers. So slightly over a tenth of just the UK's. Not that much of the country really watched it. Well, that. I guess that's the point, though, because... We'll cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we got editing control. We're editing this week, so... But, yeah. It's interesting because, though, I think the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of... American sports. American football and American sports. Yeah. The issue of the Champions League has is, ultimately, it just isn't the pinnacle of football. We're going to see the pinnacle of football at the end of the that's year right. for right. the World Cup final. Yeah. The World Cup final is free to is free to air yeah. and I think that is a bit more of a cultural phenomenon like mm-hmm. we saw any continental tournament I mean yeah. in, in the UK you, I mean you weren't here at the time but the Euros oh my god it, everyone mm-hmm. got sort of taken in with the Euros especially because England went far in it and I don't know what the viewing figures were like for the for the Euros final but it would have been like that would have been ridiculous. You, uh, David, I'd like to defend the Super Bowl a little bit more. Go ahead. Uh, I'm on BT Sports' YouTube channel. Um, the highlights here have, this one has 2 million views, and this one has 1.7 million views. This is from last year's final. Um, this is from 10 months ago. Uh, the Super Bowl has been on YouTube for one month, and this highlight package has 8.5 million views, and the Super Bowl halftime show has 74 million views. Like I, guess the, like I said, international football, I guess, at times, mm-hmm. that becomes a cultural phenomenon because, you know, I think the Super Bowl is quintessentially American in a way that the Champions League cannot be culturally one country. Yeah. It's a lot harder to culturally tie in Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe's got loads of different cultures, yeah. you know, whether it's England or, you know, or just, you know, all the way to, you've got... Turkey in the Champions League, yeah. you've Germany. got Norway in the Champions League, you've got Germany in, you've got Spain, you've got all these different cultures yeah. in. 
at the, like with international football because people focus on their own country like let's say you know what was it saying 112 million watch the Super Bowl out of yeah. a country of 30, 300 million yeah. so that's like a third yeah in the UK over 30 million uh, just on yeah, TV yeah. alone watch the Euros final yeah, and, it's 16, yeah exactly a further 10 million yes. watched it online yeah so that's, that's, that's more than half the country was, was watching this and that will be what happened at the final yeah so it's interesting and you know maybe now now we go to it you know we ask PSG president firstly for even from, from our point of view even even suggesting yeah. having the audacity as someone who uh has, where's your Champions League big man to okay. be chatting about uh how the Super Bowl's bigger you know them you know if, you know maybe maybe you should be buying an American football team then exactly. he's, he's chatting like that but uh of all of that and then even just maybe thinking that it needs to get changed or yeah. you know even just not understanding why you can't have both yeah. the subscriptions you know although it's, pr- it's going to change anyway mm-hmm. but we don't like it so we're going to ask we're going to ask you uh, Nasser Al Khalifi what do you mean by that? what do you mean by that? I kind of get what you mean by that <laughs> yeah so that's it for us today uh, we've covered a lot of topics. I hope you guys have a good week. Thank you. I hope you have a good week. Thank you, man. I hope you have a better week than I do. That's good, that's good, that's good, yeah. that's good, that's good. I hope I do too. <laughs> and Arif, I hope you have a good week too. Appreciate that, man. I hope you uh, enjoy Ramadan. I will, I will. And I hope you guys out there have a good week. And for those practicing, you have a good Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak, and uh, Salam Alaikum. Bye guys, mashallah. <laughs>